Yes, hello everyone and welcome to Get Them On Side. And they've got the trophy or the shield, New South Wales, but not the victory last night. Uh, Shawnee Omrod, the trader. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? Looking uh, ever so trim again. You've been pounding the pavement. Or wearing the dark colours. Uh, one of the two is what I'll tell you who is looking trim. We looked at him prior to coming onto the show. Mm. Uh, Shay Ganane, Dan Ganane. Is you looking fit, son? That does help on an internet camera. It, uh, <laughs> it does distort all. Uh, I love the game last night. And hello, everybody. A little bit tired. Apologies. But it's lovely to wake up the morning after an origin and be stuffed because that game... It took it out of me as a caller, so God knows what it took out of the players, and that's something probably to consider for the weekend games. But um, I loved it, and I didn't think the ref ruined the game like others suggested. Um, I, I, I thought he certainly played. He certainly, um, you could notice Jared Sutton in there, but I didn't think he was the reason Queensland won, even though one of the tries a Queensland player was probably offside. Blues had their chances, and they butchered it. I think the best team won, 20 points to 18. Now, we called the game as well, uh, Dan, as you did. And, and we didn't uh, at SEN think, it, as you as a Triple M, we weren't getting caught up in the referee thing either. So uh, clearly uh, others were, but we certainly weren't. Um, but anyway, I think the best team won. Kalen Ponga was massive coming back. Boys, let's start mm. with this. Uh, Tommy Trebojevic, the Wally Lewis medal winner. Uh, what did you make of that? Is that the right one? Uh, I don't think so. Like, Latrell was in no, front of him either. last night, don't you think? Well, my, my rationale is this, boys, is that uh, coming into it, they were dead level because in the first game, Turbo gets the three, mm. Latrell gets the two, Teddy gets the one. You flip that on its head for game two, so they're all Squareville. So then it comes down to who was best performed last night. Well... Latrell was, for 90% of the game, he was, or 80% of the game live betting, he was the favourite. He was favourite, yeah. Oh, yeah. If New South Wales win, then there's a strong case for James Tedesco with 27 carries. So, I I mean, I'm not saying it's a wrong decision, but Mm. um, it was such a favourite. We we need to, in terms of like a a betting market, it's a funny one because, and we see it year in, year out, not always the best player. wins not only the man of the match but certainly the Wally Lewis medal. Mm, so it's some, and that's Billy Slater. <laughs> and that's why I was so keen on Latrell uh, man of the match last night going into it because right. you know Teddy'd already ticked it off in game 2 same with Turbo in game 1. There was there's a little bit of a charity element to it just to square it up. Um, but alas if he kicks that penalty goal and they win then we've probably got the bickies. Should you I- know um you know, I, I was ready to issue an apology because on the WhatsApp chat, oh. I, after 15 minutes, declared Latrell was home for man of the match. He'd, what did he do? He scored a try and he had a, a crucial steal. So I felt bad all game. I'm trying to call a game and in the back of the mind, I've gone, I've jinxed this poor bastard, Ormerod. But then once he had the shot at goal, it's on him. No longer is yeah, the no, jinx in play. You were, he gets that 51-metre shot and... Um, and and man of the match, man of the series, all his. There may have uh, been a there may have been a remote control uh, thrown across the lounge room <laughs> when that text did come through uh, at my joint. But you're right because I think about two three minutes after the text landed, Queensland might have scored. Yeah, and yeah, I told you to cash out at half time. He, <laughs> no, he, sh- he was three twenty five at half time. That was too short. Yeah, he was probably because too by short then the run. game was even and his influence had had dulled. You should have cashed out. Mm. Dan, my strategy was seven bucks on Tedesco, man of the match, three dollars on Latrell to score and get man of the match, and either way it was a collective. You know, uh, your ten bucks would have turned into forty two, and the only thing that was going to beat me, pretty much all game, was a Queensland victory. But anyway, that's what happens. That's the punt. Now let me ask you a hypothetical, gentlemen. 
if we fast forward to State of Origin number one, 2022, and let's assume for the hypothetical, Luke Keary's injured, uh, Luai, Cleary are also injured. Who is getting picked as a six and seven for New South Wales, Sean? Well, it's obvious. It's the it's the bunnies combo. And I know Freddie came out and said on your radio show that regardless of the scenario, it would mm. be Mitch. Um, even before his performance last night, I don't think that's the case anyway. If you fast forward to next year, yes. certainly now that we've seen that performance, it was, it was bad. It was very bad. Mm. Um that's his chance over. He, he won't play for New South Wales again. Oh, one and done. What do you think, Dan? One and done. I thought White was... Um, arguably less, arguably worse. Than Moses. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And he, he scored a try, but there were... I mean, Latrell didn't see anywhere near enough ball because Jack White, mm. as is his want, loves running it. And um, and we forecast that before the game. Uh, be very careful betting Latrell for any time mm. try scoring. As it turned out, he scored first and killed that anyway. Uh, you're all forgetting that Adam Reynolds will be playing for the Broncos next year. So very hard to fast forward 45 weeks ahead. Yeah. Um, and does Luai play if Cleary's injured? You know what I mean? All these mm. hypotheticals. I don't think Mitchell killed his... I don't think... He, I think he might be one and done because I don't think Nathan Cleary's going anywhere soon. But... I don't think it was a death sentence. It wasn't a good. It wasn't a great game at all. It wasn't that good a game. But I didn't think it was a death sentence for Mitch Moses. Uh, none of us are qualified, I suppose, to talk about Origin as far as selections because we haven't actually been there. But I will say this: I, I don't love the idea of looking forward and this is the future because you know what? If you fast forward to round one next year, uh, game one. There's every chance there's a Mitchell Pearce who's back in the picture. If Cleary's unavailable, Luke Keary's in the picture. So I, I don't know. I, I think we missed a trick. And I'm happy to say this now, and I hate people who come out after the event and say things. I said beforehand I thought it had to be absolutely the bunnies' halves. But anyway, uh, that's what I thought. Uh, Paul Green, gentlemen, has that enough, that win, to see him roll into State of Origin 1 next year still as the coach? Let's not pretend that Queensland are any more pick and stick than New South Wales. If they can see, if if Wayne Bennett wants the job, Wayne Bennett will let the right people know, and Wayne Bennett will get the job. But apart from that, probably Paul Green will stick because they did. They were spirited, and the one thing about Queensland in the first two games is they were listless and they didn't look like they were playing for the coach. Now, whether they were spirited because of the coach is debatable in game three, but uh, to me the. The, the 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 gig is greens until Wayne Bennett decides he wants it, and when Wayne Bennett decides he wants something, scruples go out the window. So it'll be leaked to Peter Bedell about a phone call to Bruce Hatcher or the other way around because it can't be seen that Wayne Bennett was uh, campaigning for the job. But if Wayne wants it, he'll get it, and I think that's how it may work out. Wayne's smart; he only goes to scenarios where he can win. And he would have seen enough last night with Kalen. Um, ben Hunt was pretty good at number nine with Harry Grant to come back. Um, there's there's enough there, there are enough green shoots there to suggest that Queensland can be at at a minimum competitive next year. I yeah, think um, Collins as well, Joy Arrow to come back. I think Wayne wants a job mm. just as much as he wanted that beef short rib that he enjoyed in the <laughs> oh, yeah. in the sheds. After. Did you see that? He, oh. was, he was making love to that thing. Yeah, he smashed it, <laughs> didn't he? Amazing. Absolutely smashed it. Uh, there you go. So, uh, righto, boys, let's. Uh, I think we've got to load up our Bambi guns with our Bambi bullets. Time to do this. Who would like to start, boys? Uh, Dan, you might be a good one to start with. You've only had four hours sleep yeah. or thereabouts. So, uh, I got uh, a. 
I got a couple. Right, let's go. I got a couple. Uh, Tom Cruise at Wimbledon. Now, Tom, I think, has worked out the perfect strategy. If you go to a major sporting event and keep standing up every five minutes and waving to everyone, you don't have to speak, and people don't realise what a weirdo you are. They forget. <laughs> All they remember is, oh, that's Top Gun. Oh, that's uh, Jerry Maguire. Uh, it's brilliant strategy. But I'd had just about enough of Tom Cruise by the end of Wimbledon. And speaking of Wimbledon... Um, I like the behind-the-scenes view of Ash Barty after she won. And this is not a Channel 9 thing. This is a world feed. This went right around the world. So she lifts the trophy, um, goes through the ceremony, and then the camera follows her through the um, – uh, well, not the dressing room, but through the foyer area, and it follows her all the way to the back where she lifts the trophy to the punters. Great. Camera keeps following her. She says, gets a congratulations from a few people. Then uh, this goes on for two minutes and then she chats to the family and the camera stays. It's in her grill and it's hearing the conversation. I mean, do we have, I love the voyeuristic aspect, but do we need to peer in that much? It was just a little too far. And then I think it just kept following her right until she went to the locker rooms. I mean, Mm. I love the behind the scenes, and they've been doing that for about 10 years at Wimbledon, but that was just too much. The, um, the, the worst part about it all was uh, Woody had to, com- he had to commentate the whole thing as she was walking down the, the, the corridor mm. and just like talking to her family. He was sort of giving us a play-by-play. Yeah. But it was very awkward, the um, the conversation with the, with the Royals as well. Really, really awkward stuff. Yeah. 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 It was. Very- I, I didn't see the um, Channel 9 coverage. I had ESPN America, um, and... So I can't comment on the nine coverage. I did see the clinking of champagne glasses oh. after the event. Yeah. I'm going to say something. I didn't hate that. <laughs> oh, yeah, but what we I didn't, didn't hate is, that. We, oh, like, I didn't hate that. I wanted to see him just go full Bobby Hawk straight down the gallop. <laughs> that, that that's that that would have really uh, capped it off. Whether you can do that or not, I don't. Now, now did know. either of you stick around? Did either of you stick around? Because one and a half million people watched it, or two million people watched it at you know one o'clock in the morning. Uh, so it was very big. Did any either of you stick around for the Dylan Alcott replay? Oh, I mean, no. Dylan Alcott loves himself more than ever, and I didn't think that was possible. His speech went longer than Ash Barty's speech. Dylan Alcott beat three people. Congratulations to him. But he just – there is something about him I can't cop. Yeah, have a miss. That's just about the second or third time you've whacked Dylan as well, by the way. Uh, Shawnee? As we say, no one's safe when it comes to Bambi. I've got a little one. Now, you might know um, the Olympics is coming up. Mm. You might have heard stuff about it. But oh, yeah. for me, for me it, it's it's got to be the most um, one of the most under-anticipated sporting events for me mm. in my lifetime. Could not give two shits. There's going to be no people there. <laughs> I'm over it. If I have to see <clears throat> one more... Australian, whether it be a surfer, these are all Olympic sports mm, now. Yeah, yeah, Skateboarder, yeah. BMX, bicycle person doing backflips. If I have to see one more of them in a green and gold tracksuit <laughs> holding up a oversized Qantas boarding pass saying I'm going to Tokyo, I'm going to lose it. No, I don't care. No one cares. Yeah. All right, give me the swimming. I'll watch the swimming, Jeez. maybe. And that's it. I can't wait for the Olympics to be over. I've got to be honest. This is way too early to be this dark. It's usually about a week into the games that you get the shits with the whole thing, that we all get a bit cranky with the jingoism. But you can't be going off a week and a half before. No, I'm I'm putting Um, a line through it. Yeah, I've got to say, uh, surfing Surfing? should not come with a tattoo with five rings on it, should it? 
Skate, skateboarding, skateboarding. <laughs> like the Olympics for me is faster, fitter, stronger, yeah. isn't it? Is that what it is? It's lifting weights, it's running your 100 metres, it's swimming, it's those type of events. Overuse of steroids, that sort of stuff. That's <laughs> what we love about it. Oh, Skateboarding. Um, you got another one, Sean? No, I don't know. Okay, I've got one here. Um, okay, can we fight? I won't bring up the buy points, okay, because you know what happened? Dan, I, I, the buy points gods come at me this week. Do you know what happened? Here he goes. <laughs> Do you know what happened to me, Sean? The buy points gods, they got me a beauty. I've been sledging the buy points for so many years, and the buy points gods ultimately got there. Here I am on Sunday, right? I'm looking at the draw, and I'm looking at the ladder, and I go, wow, uh, the Warriors are only two points behind here. Uh, they're right in the mix. So I've backed, I've actually cashed out on the Sharks to make the top eight, and I've backed the Warriors. Only to find out later the stupid buy points haven't been added. So that's a Bambi for me, not anyone else, that I'm falling into the trap of the buy points. But here we go, Dan. You still with us, Dan? This is my one here. Just. Can we stop? <laughs> can we stop picking up pens and signing petitions in rugby league? Can we can we please stop it? We basically did that for David Nofaluma. David Nofaluma, I think twice in his career has scored ten or more tries. Uh, in a season and he's a fine player all those sorts of things but uh, last year when they were looking to re-sign him the whole world and pressure was on the Tigers making out as if he was the next semi-rad radra so they fell into that trap the Tigers then we went to the Matt Dufty petition for St George Illawarra well how did the Matt Dufty petition end up you know how it ended up it? it ended up with a one year contract at the Bulldogs that's how it ended up. So the Dragons got 16,000 people to sign a petition to keep Matt Dufty, which ends up and culminates in a one-year contract with the Bulldogs. The next petition going around at the moment, right, another petition, Lachlan Lewis. is a petition to sign Lockie Lewis going around. I mean, yeah. Off one game. Can we lay off on the – put the pens down – and stop signing the petitions. And Let the fans have their say, Joel. <laughs> yes, I know that, Dan. But Who are you to deny the fans? I, I'm not uh, a person uh, to deny the fans. But can we at least have some trust in the people who have got the roles and we don't need petitions to sign to get Lockie Lewis over the line, Matt Dufty over the line, David Nofaluma over the line. They don't stand up. And by the way, 10-year <laughs> contract for Payne Haas? Yeah, Ten-year contract for a physical player. That how, kind of how, went under the radar, didn't it? How is this going to end out well? He's a fine player, an absolute fine player, but a ten-year contract for a player who, let's just be honest, he hasn't had the most perfect um, background as far as being flawless. What do you think about that, Dan? Yeah, a bit much. Uh, that was the first thing I thought. I, I didn't think about the... Um the fact that his engine, you know, it's, it's a long, big ask to go 10 years. I mean, we're seeing that with Tamalolo. He's only mm. in year four, and already he's been uh, minutes limited. Not, you know what? His minutes aren't down that much. Um, they're only down about four a game, but his runs are down five a game. So he's actually, he's on the field for almost as long, but he's just doing a lot less. As for Haas, bonkers. Couldn't you? You could have got a seven-year deal, you know, and 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 sort of got the same effect because you want his best years. You don't want mm. 29, 30, 31 when because he's been playing since eighteen nineteen, he might be done. So they could have signed him eight and a half million for seven years um, and not been stuck. You know, uh, the salary cap will go up in a few years. So. Um, that's my thought there. Just to go back, you're right. The petitions are 
uh, uh, you know, I think quaint. But you're, you're saying, can you put the trust in the people making the decisions? No, no. <laughs> have you seen the decisions that the West's Tigers have made and the Bulldogs have made? Can the Bulldogs sign a forward at any point? I think Matt Dufty's a very astute signer because it's one year. So I, I, I do too. I do too, Dan. But what I'm saying is that the, the petition culminates in the side who's likely to get the wooden spoon, not signing him for two or three years. They've signed. They're happy to back him for one year. That's how the petitions ended up. I've got one more Bambi, by the way. Okay, this is more moronic than no, it's not more moronic than the, the competition buy points, but it's up there. Can we finally give the shield out when you win it? And you know why? Oh, another. Oh, God, you're pulling out the chestnuts today. <laughs> but what, can we please just give the shield? Because you know what? When we look at the shield photo in years to come, uh, the blokes who won two games in a row, right, which includes Daniel Safidi, Jerome Luai, and Nathan Cleary, who had a flawless run. They're two from two. They're not in the shield photo. Mitchie Moses and Coruscant uh, are both in the shield photo. In what world does that stand up? Mm. Give them the bloody shield. And if we want to do something else, make a golden shield if you win the clean sweep. Like, like, why can't we give them the shield when they win the bloody shield? What do you think? No, I'll, I'll pay that one. I'm on board with that. It did. It fell a bit flat, didn't it, the whole? And it added to it that they lost the game. Mm. I think if they win the game, they're probably more up and about and we don't really care. But I, I agree. And the, the photo is a great call. Now, now we have to look at Mitch Moses in an origin winning photo for the rest of our lives. Yeah, Jerome Luai has never been in the <coughs> shield photo. But he's won a series. Yeah. Just back on the um, Lachlan Lewis petition, what it does show, the, it shows the real weight of the Hitachi hot play uh, highlights because he, <laughs> he won that in a landslide. It made a miraculous recovery with his chip and chase. So I'm not surprised the petition for him. Yeah. I, I, well, he would have had two plays out of three in the Hitachi highlights. Yeah. Can I bring up this as well on Origin? Because I actually watched a replay last night on uh, the nine replay, and I have a suggestion. Now, far be it for me to, you know... Criticise the opposition working for Fox. I think nine might be better served if they had a split coverage. I've said this for a while, but now I really think so because I turned on last night and here's Layla McKinnon hosting and it's all Queensland, Queensland, Queensland. Great. That should go to a Queensland audience. Let New South Wales do its New South Wales thing. Have the game call as it is, say Rabs, who I think is still going to be there for a couple of years at least with whoever it is, a Queenslander and a Blue. So that's the that goes to everyone. But your pre-match, your half-time and your post-match should be a local coverage. Queensland should have Wally and Fatty, who is criminally underused. And if you want to use King Carl Stefanovic or Layla McKinnon or, and, and Darren Lockyer, um, the Boston Strangler and Cameron Smith, <laughs> fill your boots. Because uh, I know they're worried about Queensland audiences dropping off. And Channel 9 can have Joey and, um, and well, Freddie before he was coaching and Gus and Sturlow. Everyone's happy. I don't know. They've got all the talent. They've got all these people on their books. You can have a split coverage. There you go. I've solved the problem of yeah. uh, bias, everybody. Don't mind Two it. coverages. Uh, what do you make of this, Dan? Um, and this broadcasting, by the way, on KO. And what do you make of the, the turf wars on social media where I saw Fox uh, tweeted out about the hot mic. You used the term uh, Boston Strangler. Uh, how did you find that? Because, uh, you know, like it's... Oh, it's just going for clicks. Yeah. That's just going for clicks. I don't see any... That's not... that. If it happened on Fox, they would have a discussion... Should we? Well, this, this will get a, this will get fifty thousand clicks. Should we have a look? Mm. Yeah, should, should, should we put it out there? 
Fair enough. Um, but it was an opposition, so there for the taking. Uh, look, I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, the two hot mic moments, I think, have been quite endearing. Fatty going, there shouldn't be a third game. Well, half of Queensland thought the same thing. And everyone does think Darren Lockyer in those gloves looked a bit foreboding. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't sub 10 degrees, I will say that, Lockie. Uh, anyway, uh, boys, let's uh, finish this seg on a very positive. Now, Mossy Masoy, having the players yeah. uh, just oh, absolutely well, rallied for him. Um, uh, nearing 120000 now for Mossy Masoy. By the way, uh, if you're watching this on KO, there's been many people asking, can you donate direct to him? Well, you certainly can if you so wish and you want to throw five bucks, ten bucks, whatever it is you want to kick towards Mossy Masoy, you can get involved. But what we saw, gentlemen, and, and it's a great shame, I thought, Braden hamlin Ueli, mm. and don't understate the, the play by uh, Jack Williams and what he did for Jack that. Jack Williams made that. Huge part. He made yeah. $125,000 uh, going to Mossy Masoy at this stage. We're only halfway through Tri-July. However, what a shame that that particular moment didn't happen in front of a packed crowd and that yeah. to do the rounds around the world to represent our game. Isn't that mm-hmm. a shame? It is a shame, but hats off to him. That, that's, um, that'll go down in history of, of one of the all-time great celebrations. Yes. And we just need Jack Williams' right of reply. We yes. need him to score at some point this month. And you know what? We'll give him to the rest of the year. We'll pay it out anyway. It doesn't matter. If he scores a try and gives us a reply, yes. there you go. Making promises I'm not really allowed to uh, make I love him. it when Sean spends other people's <laughs> Yeah, so do I. But we will definitely get around that. Yep. Yep. There we go. I've said it. I love that. Uh, um, they got lucky too. Uh, not lucky because it was a brilliantly executed um, g- gag. But the camera angle was so perfect. I-, I was calling on radio. I thought he hit him. So, I thought, so oh my did God, I. This bloke has lost his mind. It was only when the people's <laughs> elbow came out that it was like, oh, okay, it's, it's, a, it's a try celebration. It was my son's birthday, youngest son's birthday. And, and this is the very first time I've ever done this. And... My dad's rang to speak to the young fella for his birthday. And then moments later, my mum rings, so they're, they're separated. And I have saw this thing called Merge Call. So I've just thought, you know what, let's put it all together. And we're all on the phone. And then both mum and I, who have got the TV on in the background, go, oh! Because we thought the same thing, that he literally hit his teammate. He, he jobbed him one, yeah. It was that yeah, good. I don't know what was going on. It was until, that good. Yeah. Don't forget to subscribe. That's the easy way to do, to get it into your feed. Uh, thank you very much to Alex, Alicia, uh, our man Cam as well. We appreciate that. But uh, Close it down, Joel. Till next week. <laughs> we'll catch you there. Cam responsibly. They're sending a message. Outside, and the field is set to run. Sorry, everyone. It's, it's just... We're still alive in the quaddy. Sportsbet's new Bet With Mates. Start your group and share in the moment. New from Sportsbet.